Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, listeners. This episode was recorded in a studio in New York before the coronavirus. Hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Kim France. And I'm Talia Bacassis. And welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. Very excited for our guests today. It's the super fun, super smart veteran beauty editor, Jane Larkworthy. She's an editor at large at The Cut currently, and former beauty director at magazines like Jane and W. Is there anything else you want to add to your bio? Nope. I am so, so excited about this. I can barely contain my heart rate. Well, just go, Tally, go. Okay. Okay. Well, so later we will get to these, um, but we put out a call to our listeners via the Instagram, which is a little bit of a shameless plug for the Instagram. If people want to know how to be up to date on stuff like this, you can follow our Instagram, which is EIF Podcast. But before we get to that, as Kim very kindly just pointed out, I did my cat eye makeup today. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you personally before we get to the listener questions is... Conventional wisdom for women over 40 is you either do your eye or you do your lip, mm. but you don't do both. Mm -hmm. If I do my eyes, then I don't have lips. If I do my lips, then I don't have eyes. What do you recommend for women as they get older in terms of makeup, in terms of look? Well, no, let's stick with the specific because I'm very interested in this question. Okay. I wonder. I have always wondered the same thing. Like if I do eyeliner, I can't do a bold lip. Okay. We're not going to start off well here. <laughs> because I just have to tell you, first of all, I I like your winged liner because I think it's kind of subtle. Generally, I can't stand a winged liner. I don't care if you're 20 years old. I just don't get it. Like, there are certain editors I know who do it all the time, and I just feel like it's a little too forced. Yours is subtle. It almost looks like you have a grayish kind of color versus a black. Maybe I'm that wrong. That might be because I touched it. Maybe smudged, Maybe. but I like smudged because well, the, it's not so harsh. Well, the other part of this is that I actually watched a YouTube tutorial to be able <laughs> You're to a visco girl. do <laughs> to be able to do the cat eye, and the woman was just like, "Extend the line from your lower lid up," and then when I would put my eyes back to normal, mm -hmm. it would just disappear because my eyelid would droop over the eye. So there was no cat eye. So I ended up doing Amy Winehouse style, like very long, thick right, ones. Right, right. It's a lot of too much detail, but go on. I never believed in the rule of either the eye or the lip. I, I 
don't think I necessarily believe in rules. Trust me, I have them. <laughs> but as far as choosing one or the over the other, well, now I think I've... it's what you're comfortable with. Like you guys, saw, I listened to your Andrea Lynette podcast. I feel like go for it, kind of. You know what I mean? Like trust your gut. You always should trust your gut. Like if you think it's too much, it's probably too much. Right. So I want, I'm very curious now. You mentioned that you have rules. I want to hear your rules. Uh, no glitter. I'm not even a fan of like sparkle in an eyeshadow. I just, and I don't, these aren't necessarily cut off age 45, throw all that away. Maybe because you and I go way back, Kim, I've always dressed a little conservatively in a way. Actually, that's not Conservative true. Conservative slash wacky. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I used, <laughs> yeah. To, I used to only wear vintage. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm wearing crazy green, green gingham pants right now. Okay. I'm lying. I don't know. I just think, you know, some makeup like Zendaya can do it. And I think Who's if Zendaya? you're, uh, she stars in um, Euphoria. Euphoria. Oh, Thank which is an amazing yeah, show. Like it's an amazing. Years old. Yeah. yeah, she's very young. So that started a huge trend of the glitter eye. Oh. And also, not that I went to these shows, but like a lot of shows for this season, there was a lot of like metallic, but almost like physical tin foil type of metallic on the eye and on mm. the face. That was very cool. Obviously, that's dr- drama. That's runway. It's also a night look. It's also a night look. And I hate rules, yet I have my own. So how's that? Like, I, I yeah. don't want to make them yeah. mandates. Let us know. But I also think there's nothing chicer than a woman over 40 or 50 who has maybe a coat of mascara, you know, Carolyn Bissett, basically, a coat of mascara and a red lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Carolyn Bissett, like... Was Carolyn Bissett. And she died before 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never worn lipstick in my life because I have uneven lips and I used to be a smoker, so I've got smoker's lines. And for the first time in my life, I had my lips done. So now I have lips. What do you mean, then? Filled. Sorry. Oh. And I'm kind of fascinated with my new pet. And I kind of look <laughs> at them a lot. I still really don't wear lipstick because of the feel of it. Like, I just want my Burt's Bees lip balm on my lips. Although I'm wearing, first plug, Veritly CBD-infused lip butter, which is tinted. So I don't know, guys, if you know Veritly. It's one of the many CBD products. It was created by um, a former colleague of mine at W. Her name is Claudia Mata. So she started with just a sheer balm, and now she has tint. And I'm wearing it right now, and I have no idea what it looks like, but I know it's a little color, which is more than I usually have. This is interesting because Kim knows that I'm always on the lookout for sheer lipstick. I don't want to look like I'm wearing lipstick. And I've gone through the range of all the Burt's Bees colors. Mm. I've tried. They're not. They're all pink, basically. Yeah. They're all the same pink. And, and super sheer. So this is less sheer is what you're saying? I feel like this gives you a little more of a pop. I tried the Bobbi Brown also has a sheer lip color thing, and I bought the wrong color, of course. I'm basically, like, not winning at makeup at all. That's untrue. I think that the ridiculously expensive Tata Harper also makes a very nice sheer lip balm tinted. Hmm. I've never tried it. It's a good way to feel like your lips are not invisible mm-hmm. and you're not wearing bright lipstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, so keep going with your own rules. Mm, lip gloss, like really glossy lips. I also think older women, I don't know. It's kind of like the equivalent of the mini skirt. Yeah. You know, it's just... Oh, don't have glossy lips. I thought you were don't saying... Have, you I don't think, like not super, you know... Like when they're sticky. Yeah, when they're sticky, I'm trying to think, like, you know, um, I'm trying to compare the fabric, like um, plastic lips. You know, like super shiny. The lip that you just recommended, it will make your lips a little bit colored and not too shiny. Yeah. It basically feels really nice on my lips. Mm -hmm. And I think it just 
raised the color of my own pigment up a little. But I'm going to look at them later in the ladies' room and be like, oh, Jesus, you look ridiculous, and I'll wipe it off. Now, Jane, you've been, you've been a beauty editor for decades. 721 years. <laughs> How is it different to be a beauty editor in your 50s? Oh, very interesting. Um, it's humbling because you look in the mirror a lot when you're trying things and you see all your wrinkles and flaws. And yes, every line is from a smile. Um, you know, and everyone does selfies now. And I will, I'm, this is sort of random, but like if I'm at an event and I see someone and they want to do an outstretched arm selfie and I'm like, oh God, no, I'm going to cover the lower half of my face because I just am not thrilled with how it looks. And we're our worst critics. I don't go through every day thinking, God, I look terrible. I look old. I think I look pretty damn good. I've, I've protected my skin. You look I, great. I feel, thank you, I feel fairly young. I feel like I act fairly young for my age. But the difference is I attend a beauty editor's event and I don't know a single person there. Oh, wow. Very mm. often. That's very strange because beauty editors, I always remember going to sorority. Beauty. It's like a total sorority. Yeah. And they are, I've always thought, I told Tally, like smarter than your average fashion editor on, on the whole. Thank God I took a sip of coffee when she you said that. She did say that. And nicer. Like oh, whenever I 100% would, agree with that. Whenever I would go to a beauty event, to a perfume lunch or something, I was always struck by how nice everybody was to everybody at Rival Magazines. Mm -hmm. But it was this little, like, pretty sorority, just super pretty girls, mm -hmm. all, like, perfectly groomed. But you have to remember that I grew up in the age of, like, the last of the beauty director divas. And when I say diva, I don't mean personality-wise. I mean, we just had nice lives. And we, <laughs> we had salaries from the late 90s, most of us, and things were flush. And many of us took company cars. Yours truly never did. But that's just my own insecurities. Um, <laughs> hello, MetroCard. But all of us at one time or another in the past few years have been either laid off or, you know, encouraged to move on to something else because publishing isn't what we used to know it. You of all people, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Kim. So now so many editors are at websites right, or blogs, whatever, or are influencers. There are two holdouts at Condé Nast who still are like longstanding beauty directors. But I go to events where I think the cut reader will be interested in what they have to say or this could also be and or where I really like the company and I really like the owner of the company and I want to see her. And a couple of weeks ago, I won't say which, which brand it was, but I went to this breakfast. I really like the owner. We go way back. I recognize the person from Women's Wear Daily and not one other hmm. editor there. And they were all my stepdaughter's age. They were all like in hmm. their late 20s, early 30s. And I just sort of laughed. Like, I'm confident enough that I don't need to be friends with these people. I'll introduce myself when I'm sitting with them. But I'll be like, thanks for the information. Out of here. I would also think that one of the great advantages of doing this for the cut, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this isn't something you're comfortable addressing, but like one of the great open secrets of magazine publishing is that advertisers run beauty editors ragged. They pay attention to credits like crazy. Mm -hmm. And beauty editors always had to be much more political. I mean, fashion editors did too, but beauty editors had to be very political about doling out the right number of credits uh -huh. to everybody. And, yep. you know, a good beauty editor could always find a great product by some brand and make it work. Yep. But I would imagine at the cut, you have a lot of freedom and you don't have like a, you know, miles long wish list. 100%. I mean, of course, we have relationships with brands. 
and I often will go on the sales call with our ad rep. But no, uh, honestly, I'm not thinking about who I owe something to when I write. God, so that must be nice. Oh, it's wonderful freedom. The other thing is Stella brought me on because of my voice, because of my relationships, obviously. But I find that the more I relax and just kind of write what's on my mind, which you're a pro at, my editors like it better. Now, you've also become a little bit of a social media phenomenon. That like Yes, little... that's that's what I call and you, myself. You were, one of the, <laughs> you were one of the first print editors who I saw really do that successfully. Me and Eva Chen, right up there together. <laughs> Our numbers are neck and neck. Um, I always joke that I was born 20 or 30 years too early because it is my native comfort zone. I don't find it annoying. I look forward to it. I have fun doing it. I like the challenge of trying to make people laugh. I, like everyone else, get really annoyed by certain people's handles and feeds and posts, whatever, because there's so much self-aggrandizing. And I'm going to sound like your grandmother, but like, bare nudity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mute is for. <laughs> I mute so many people, it, and no one knows. And yeah, no know. one's hurt, and it's fine. You mentioned being at conferences or events and feeling like you didn't know anybody. Do you feel, though, that you're looked at like a senior figure and maybe people look to you as like a mother hen type of person? Yes. No. Do I feel that at the moment? No. But later, someone will say, I saw you at a so-and-so event and I was too shy to introduce myself to you. But yeah, I got that last week at a Bialyshik Recherche event. This woman who has like 300,000 followers wrote to me and she's like, I saw you, but I was too shy to approach you. And and that just makes my day. But also like, come say hi to me. What do you think I'm going to do? What do you yeah. think I'm going to say? Like, I, I'd like to think that my personality on Instagram is fairly affable. Yeah. I, so, I mean, Mother Hen is the wrong expression. I think I meant like a legend. Like you're you're somebody who is a, she's a, a figure. She's a doyen. She's That's like the, the word. Doyen, doyen of, is the word I prefer. Yes. <laughs> I actually thought of that word, but I was afraid that I would know how to pronounce it. Well, I I like the word avuncular, but doesn't that just refer to men like uncles? Oh, that's funny. That's kind of a phenomenon at the cut because everyone there, I mean, even Stella, I think, is 40, 41, you know, significantly less younger than I am. They're all millennials. And I go to staff meetings and they're all really funny. They're all super smart. They're super quick. (laughs) And I'm intimidated by them. And then... I sort of confided in someone at work, like, how I feel that way. And she's like, well, maybe they're a little intimidated by you. And I never even thought that. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I have no idea. But possibly because I've been doing this for so long. And, you know, it's just something I don't really think about. So um, I – it just gives me confidence to think that that people look up to me like that. Um, Yeah. But it also does make me feel kind of old. Like anytime anyone says, you know, I have been called a legend, I have been called an icon, I, instead of running with that and having it make my day, I think that's just um, euphemism for old. Yeah, I feel the same way. Right? I, I feel heard the same way. Somebody on, I think it was on the Ronan Farrow Catch and Kill podcast, he referred to somebody as like so experienced. And she was like, that's just code. <laughs> You're just calling me old. No, it's true. But I think that beauty is one of the few places we were talking yesterday to somebody about how experience is no longer necessarily considered a good thing because youth, yep. youth is so emphasized. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in, in beauty, there's still some sense that experience is a valued thing. I agree. But I also remember reading 
an article in Women's Wear, this is probably eight years ago, maybe even more, when influencers first started blogging and, you know, getting all that money and writing about products. And I thought, what experience do you have to say this is the best moisturizer or, you know, whatever? But then I kept reading further down in the article, and one of them said, I'm not influenced by advertisers. And I thought, all right, you got a point. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, she is just, uh, yes, eventually she's going to get paid. But there is a um, purity to not being tied to someone who's paying for the back cover of your magazine to just say, I really like this product. And it's become less and less authentic now that everyone has to hashtag that it's an ad or a spawn or whatever. But I think in the beginning, bloggers were just saying, I, I really like this or don't waste your money on that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's so it, it's a it's a right now I feel like and you've heard this, I'm sure, like influencers who have over, you know, 100,000 followers aren't as authentically believed as someone who's like a nano or a micro-influencer. Yes, I read an article in the Times about micro-influencers, people who have like 3,000, 7,000 followers. And you know what? I haven't seen a dime. (laughs) Like, where the hell do I fall? Oh, well, Jane, you could. It's something that I am interested in, but then anytime I go on a press trip where there is a paid influencer there, she's boomeranging, you know, everything short of going to the bathroom. And I think, oh, God, that would just kill it. That would just kill the buzz. Yeah. yeah, like you were saying, it would remove the fun for you. It would remove the f- yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in a sec. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once-daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. 
I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. Welcome back to Everything is Fine. Okay, should we get to some questions? All right, okay. questions. I will let you ask your favorite question, your favorite topic, oh. before I <laughs> say something. <laughs> Can we talk about necks? Necks? Oh, necks yeah. are my favorite subject because I have necophobia. Um, She's convinced she has a terrible to neck. Necrophilia. Has, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I have. I feel like my neck is aging 10 years faster than the rest of my face. So is there anything that we can do other than scarves to hide crepey necks? You don't look like you're that far along, so you should probably try Ulthera. Oh, Jean said that. Yeah, we had Jean on. Hurts like a mofo. See, I, that's not interesting to me. I had it done, and... I practically was punching the guy who was giving it to me. And then he held up the mirror the way they do when you're getting facials and showed me one side of the face and the other side of my face. And I was like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but Just keep going. Didn't Jean say that it takes three months to show up or something? I noticed it fairly quickly. Oh, okay. But so what is it? It's like anything a massaging Jean says, I believe thing? so. <laughs> um, it's basically, oh God, I'm going to get this wrong. I believe it's radio frequency. Oh, people can look it up. It's okay. And yeah, if I had to take a beauty editor test of facts, I would fail miserably. <laughs> I'm just Is telling it you right super now. expensive? It's up there. Okay. I'm also looking away because I had it done for a story, so I didn't pay. Oh, right. <laughs> no, she hasn't paid for a beauty treatment or product. So we shut can't up, ask Kim. Prices. Kim, shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I will say it really changes your relationship to beauty to start paying for things again. <laughs> now, related to this question about um, eyes or lips is we had someone say that the older you get, the less makeup you should wear. And this runs completely counter to what's happened in my life. I, I wear a lot more makeup than I used to. I, I, I get to do that, right? Well, where do you, you, what's, you what's your take? You do get to do that, but I, I do think it goes back to the glitter I don't know if it's the less makeup you wear. I think it's possibly the less loud and crazy color you wear. Right. I do have to say, I, you know, earlier I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. But if, you, if, if it were me, and it is me, I would either do a mascara and like a little liner or a lip. I don't know if I would necessarily do both. The other interesting thing about beauty editors, Tally, is they do not None of wear, us wear makeup. They, they don't wear makeup. <laughs> well, it's funny because, Jane, you have very little makeup on. Yeah, just... no, it's all beauty editors are that way, and it would drive the beauty, the, the makeup executives crazy. Right. And I remember Lucky's publisher would show up, I think, Lancome. She would go to Lancome with her whoever her salesperson was, and they would have their makeup done beforehand mm -hmm. because they knew that Lancome really liked, like, a made-up face. 
we can go through our questions, and then maybe you can tell us what you have brought. Okay, I'll ask this one. This reader asks, I find as I get older, my fucking pores get larger, like craters on the moon. No matter how many collagen-inducing acupuncture sessions, oils, etc., there isn't much I can do. Oils? I think she said. I think oils, you're just going to pronounce those pores even larger. I am not a fan of face oils. There, I said it. (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow. I just started using marula oil. If it works for you, great. Right. Um, I had really oily skin my whole life, which I think sort of has finally come in handy. Yeah, no kidding. Now, if you put on an oil before you put on everything else, the oil is going to block anything else from penetrating into your skin. The Cut did a big story on it. I suggest you read it. Mm. Um, I only use oil as like a finishing touch over my blush to give my cheeks a little glow. Okay. The angriest I ever got at Jean Godfrey June was when um, I was breaking out. I had huge zits she along gave my you an chin. Oil. <laughs> and she told me to wash my face with oil. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will not do that. Mm-hmm. I have oily skin. Mm-hmm. This just runs counter to everything. And she was like, just trust me. And because I trusted her, I did it. And I just broke out worse. Aww. I had never been angrier at her. Mm-hmm. She never did anything to... Mm-hmm. Inspire that kind of fury. I, I feel. Yeah, I, I put. I don't out. trust that woman as far as I can throw her. <laughs> okay, but then the pores. So minimizing pores. People want to know how do well, they make them smaller. You don't. You can't. Okay. It's temporary. I feel like every answer is going to be that. Like, <laughs> like, sorry. But 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 but. Um, I believe if you like, put like like an ice cube kind of washcloth on your. Oh. I've never done this, but I, I think it's not counterintuitive that that would kind of tighten things up a little. I also think primers are great. The waxier, the better, because L'Oreal used to make one. I don't know if they make one anymore. But basically, not primers like Victoria Beckham, Augustina's Botter, which, it, you know, it, it does firm things up a little. But something that almost like spackle, like Laura Geller makes something called spackle. <laughs> it's literally called spackle. Mm-hmm. And it's cosmetic. It will come off. Your pores will reappear. But these are things that smooth over the pores before you put your foundation on. Oh. Like, like a Zamboni. Like a wall. It's going to, yes. like, like you do on, with plaster, mm-hmm. you're going to fill the pores. Mm-hmm. So skim coating. Skim coating your face. Whoa. Does a primer perform that function as it depends well, on the primer. Like, the definition of these things can be quite arbitrary. I use a Dermalogica primer. I don't know it, so I can't say. But I think the the more viscosity and the almost waxier it kind of feels. Really? The better? Yeah. Waxier. I would think I shouldn't put that on my skin. Maybe I'm not giving it an apt description, but it's not going to make it break out. Now, you mentioned Bilo... I'm not going to Biologique Recherche. Thank you. I use their P50. Uh-huh. Do you find that that's a like a that product is for real or is that another yes. super hyped? It's no, for I real. think it, I think it's for real. I think it's great. I only my husband can't stand the smell of it. It's bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he knows. It. I mean, the founder knows it. He kind of laughs about it, and it's, I I like the smell because I associate it with the sparkling clean feeling it, it gives my skin. It feels yes, it's kind of medicinal, but it's also like it's- really dirty feet. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a bad it's, smell. It's really bad. I can't do that. There's there, no way we're going to flower this. I mean, I feel like we can get lost in each question, so I'm going to move us along. How to not accentuate wrinkles and crow's feet. And I think this is in Don't parallel. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is in parallel with uh, another type of thing that people said that foundation settles into wrinkles or makes them look worse. And I think, yes, I think it does depend on the foundation. So do you have recommendations? <sighs> 
All right. One of the things I did bring with me was RMS Beauty's Uncover Up Cream Foundation. Okay. I love this shit. And it is opaque, but it's also gives my it also gives my skin Can I um, see it? Yeah, sure. That's RMS? That's RMS, yeah. It gives my skin this like gleam that I'm just mm-hmm. not used to. This looks quite thin. thick. It is it's quite thick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I but I find I feel like it's a kind of a security blanket for my blotchy skin. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I'm in my fifties about and, dark spots. Yeah. Um so you find this RMS. Okay, so I uh, find cause I I'm, I always want to give people like takeaway information. RMS is good. It's not sheer, so I'm not gonna tell you it is. Then there's another brand called Iris and Romeo. Okay. I love this foundation. It's fairly sheer, but it evens things out. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. it's sort of midway between like a tinted moisturizer and RMS. And it also has sunscreen. And it also has serum. It, it's like five skincare things in one. And is it a natural brand also? It's a clean brand, too. Yep. Iris mm-hmm. and Romeo. I think okay. it's Ampersand. Romeo. So you've become, like, when Jean came on, she talked a lot about clean beauty. I mean, oh, I, 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 have a, they... I have a weekly column called Coming Clean at the Cut, which is great because I just get to either talk about my favorite product or talk about um, a brand repackaging for sustainability. Mm. Um, CBD is slipping in there, too, which is, of course, a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that this uh, lipstick is a CBD lipstick, and so does it actually have hemp derived CBD? So it's, but it's not saying that it's like no. a calming agent or anything. Like, what's the point of having CBD in a lipstick? Nothing. <laughs> Trendiness. It's it's like the oh, what was the thing that was in everything for a while? The oat, oat brand. Oat brand. It's mm-hmm. like the oat brand of beauty now. Maybe it's placebo, but I use a CBD product almost every day. Really? Yeah. I use sure, but there's CBD oil that you put under your tongue, and that's like an actual thing. But this is just on your lips. It's not the quantity is negligible. No, agreed. But I'm not going to say it's snake oil. I'm just not. Maybe because she's my friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, totally Very fair. fair. As I'm sitting here with my arms crossed, you, should, you guys should see my body language right now. <laughs> no, we're like we're on the offense. <laughs> um. No, I think people have real questions because there are, you know, there are products that feel like they have efficacy and some products that yeah, feel like they yeah. don't or problems they feel like they should be able to solve with beauty products that never get sufficiently solved. The other thing about beauty, guys, is it's so subjective. So you might love P50, but it might not work for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love Jean's passion in all the products that she loves and I think I have it too but there's always got to be this caveat that it really might not work for you for sure and of course, and yeah. but I love it so you know anytime someone's like what's the best eye cream like that's the most common question I get you know what I don't use eye cream haven't found one that works not sure I believe it I'll just use concealer or I really won't give a damn People have asked me that a lot, the eye cream one or the under eye circles. And I'm like, the cure for under eye circles sleep. is concealer. Mm. It just, no, and not sleeping on your side. Mm. No, well, so somebody sent that. Um, how to best deal with eye bags. She says zero creams work, zero concealers work. Well, for bags, I, I think the only thing that really question. works is surgery. Okay. Getting an eye job. Yeah. If you've got like, what do they call it? Bleroplasty? Blepharoplasty. Blef- Blepharoplasty. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm amazed I was even that close. I know. Yeah. It was, that was sort of <laughs> like a... I pulled that one right out of my ass. I will just say that the the foundation that I put on my hand a minute ago has settled in nicely. The one that you, the RMS one. 
There we go. Yeah. And what is that? All right, I'm holding a stack of little pots that snap on and snap off, and the brand is called Trini London. And Trini Woodall, she was the originator of What Not to Wear in London. Oh, that's why I know her name. Yeah, she's she's fills a room like she is all that. Uh, she's in her fifties. I think she's like fifty four, maybe fifty five. And she basically wanted convenient makeup that was stackable. So she does shadows, she does concealers, she even does foundations. And I just have this in the corner of my medicine cabinet. The product of Trini's that I use the most is this kind of shimmery brown taupey eyeshadow. But it's just, you know, I can like throw it in my travel bag and right. So basically you choose which products you want and then you can clip them Stack together. Them mm-hmm. Right. So she you has blush. Yeah. Okay. Clever. And what's this? Okay. Back to the whole glitter eyeshadows and dia thing. Jillian Dempsey the makeup artist, she has these little eyeshadow pots. They're called lid tints. And for a really long time, I was using this darker brown color that she had. And then um, someone at work gave me this taupe one, and it's really glossy. Nice. But that's an eyeshadow? It's an eyeshadow. Jane, I have a question. Will you apply this with your finger or a brush? My finger. I could use this. I don't even use eyeshadow. What? Because so another person wrote that they find eyeshadow makes them look like a clown. So how do you? What do you do for eyeshadow? I would say don't apply it all the way up to the brow bone. I would say be a little more modest with it and blend it in well. Maybe it's a color issue as well, like yeah, naturals. I I'm a big fan of neutrals. Neutrals. I think that looks less clowny if that's a concern. So you're wearing this right now. I am not. Okay. I'm actually wearing Glossier's new matte shadow. Can we talk about Glossier for a oh, minute? Oh, 100%. I am so fascinated by the success of that company. I mean, I think they make good products. I have some of their products. But mm-hmm. they're the only one with a line out the yep, door. always. Line out the door on Lafayette Street mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And their stuff is nice. But, you know, it's like what Andrea used to call the emperor's new makeup. I call it that, too. It's yeah. hysterical. That's exactly what I call it. It's. I don't think it's geared toward people like you and me and look at the women who are on the line if they look like us they're probably with their daughters (laughs) (laughs) um i think what emily's done is great i love boy brow i use that almost every day when i do remember to do my brows too Yeah, yeah i like that one but i need more coverage in my in my foundation um i'm wearing her new matte i think they're called sky tint I don't think a matte eyeshadow is right for me. I think I need something with a little more movement that doesn't look. So that's what you're saying about this. Jillian that's what I'm Dempsey. saying about Jillian Dempsey. So it's got a bit of a. Well, it has. You don't, it has it a shine. Glitter, but it has. But it has shimmer. a shine to it. So there's no sparkles or anything like that. Like right. I hate when I look at an eyeshadow and I'm like, are there sparkles in there? Like no, it's just shimmer. And I can see those little things of sparkle, like when you find one on your cheek, you know, yeah. in the shadow, and then you can't wipe it off. There's always going to be a few remaining. I just don't. So you think women our age should be wearing something with a bit of shimmer in neutral colors? It's a suggestion, yes. No, I, I know it's yeah. all suggestions, <laughs> but I feel like people who are listening are like sitting there with a pen and they want to have some information. What I Yes, and what I love about this Jillian thing is that it is kind of a neutral color that goes uh-huh. kind of well with mm-hmm. all of our coloring, frankly. It's like this nice right. taupe. Neutral. I will also dab it on over a powder shadow. Just to, if I want a little more of an intense look, I'll put like a, like a brownish gray, like a grayish mm-hmm. on my eyelids and then I'll dab it over it. And this is to make your eyes look bigger, kind of, or bolder. I suppose I'm thinking more, like I like my eyes more than my lips, so I mm-hmm. always go to the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, more intense. Because mm-hmm. I, I put like a liner on top to make my eyes look larger. 
Same. That's my strategy. Same. Although you're not wearing any now. Yes, I yes, am. Yes, she is. But I'm not wearing liquid liner over. I have it in the waterline of my eyelid, oh, my okay, upper so. eyelid. And I never wear it on the lower. I don't know why. I used to only do the upper lid, but then somehow my eyes look so small now. So I have to do the bottom too. Mm. Now, can we talk about what people with thin lips can do about thin and thinning lips? I feel like every time I look in the mirror, my lips look thinner to me. I think also filler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about filler for my lips. It it didn't change my life, but I was kind of fascinated. Although, how long does it last? Um, I think at least six months. And okay, so you said you had it. So does it feel weird when you eat or drink or anything? It did at the beginning. I also looked like I got punched in the face in the beginning. And I remember I had a board meeting right after I had it done. And I had so much concealer on my lips. <laughs> Fortunately, it was a new board. These people didn't know me, mm. so I was paranoid about it. So a lot of bruising. Yeah. Do you have sensation in your lips? Because one of the things I thought is if I had my lips done, maybe you would like miss your mouth when you're drinking coffee kind of thing because <laughs> you wouldn't know where it was. No. Okay. That, that's never been a problem. But I remember I, I had my photograph taken by Maybelline or something like a week or two after I had it done. And I thought, oh, my God, they look so fake. They had to relax a little. They don't look fake now. Thank you. And I think it's just me knowing my face. Did Jean say that any lip serums? I don't work, think we asked thinks? Jean. I don't think we. Asked I like her that this question. little this little competition between you and Jean. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. What did she say? <laughs> it totally is that. We've actually managed to discuss different things. That's true. Okay. It's true. There's there's we we feel there's much. It's it's, it's fertile ground. Oh, she's pro she probably talked about the dangers of hair color and. She was very into natural stuff. So yeah. you're going in different directions. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, and I'm talking about filler. Yeah, like, every what? single question you're like dermatologist filler. <laughs> Botox. But one question we asked her that I am very curious about your answer to also, mm -hmm. is what one product women should be using right now. I'm sitting here thinking, what did Jean say? I bet I knew. <laughs> Sunscreen. That's not what she said. Oh, I can't remember what she said. It really infuriates me when people are going out in the sun all day and put on like an SPF 8 or 10 or something. It's yeah. just, you're just asking for it. Mm -hmm. I'm really amazed. What did she say? <laughs> she said vitamin C. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. My second answer would be retin-A. Retin-A or retinol? Retin-A. Ret I mean, retinol is the non-prescription version of retin-A. I think it goes back to what works for you. It's what makes you feel good in yeah. the end. It's what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. I wish, what I wish I could do is have myself be made to feel good by more drugstore items instead of always the fancy items. I agree. Like, I think drugstore items are a little slow in getting clean. Well, wait a minute. I still say The Ordinary is a very good brand for that kind of... That's for, true. For the price point, if oh, that's well, what yeah, you're referring to, the price point. Well, price point, yes. Now, The Ordinary is surprisingly, shockingly inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. No middleman. Really, yep. No. So what are your top three, top five must-have with you in your bag or in your medicine cabinet? Like, you'd be really lost without products. Well, the first one's pretty simple, but Burt's Bees Lip Balm, the classic. I probably have about... A hundred or so spread out through my life. Like they're in every I'm knapsack the, pocket. You're like Kiehl's, yeah. With Kiehl's, with their lip balm? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's so subjective. Like I have just not, as much as I do love this Verity, if I'm on a desert island, I'm going to take the Burt's Bees. Um, it's just the texture of it, and I can't breathe if I don't have one near me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, <gasps> probably Knipe bath products. Hmm. I'm a big bather. I'm a 
at least two day a bath. Baylor. Wow. Yeah. Two day a week. Two day. No, two baths a two day. Two baths. <laughs> oh. I'm a little drunk right now. Sorry. <laughs> I am a, a two bath a day person. And on the weekends, it's probably three. Wow. That's, when do you fit the third one in? Like in the middle of the day. So I have dozens of bath products and my favorites are probably Knipe. Retin-A, I said that. Moisturizer, I'm not that loyal with them, although I do really like the line Environ. Mm-hmm. I think they're legit. Um, they're not clean. I don't think they profess to be clean, but they're they're good products. There is a line called um, Larry King. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's a hairstylist based out of London, and he recently launched a line, and he makes this hair paste, which really isn't something that my bendy stick, stick straight hair would think about using like it's straight but it also like if it air dries it does not look cool um so i will blow it out and then i'll take the paste rub it in my hands and just like pat it over my hair and it just kind of like today's rain forget it but usually on a good day i really like it i love that we had a beauty editor on and her number one pick was burt's bees chapstick (laughs) it always is it always is Mm. They're yeah. all like that. She um, talks okay, like we're not even so there. They're all like that. <laughs> those, those. Oh, I said very nice things about beauty editors. I, I said they were smarter <laughs> than fashion editors. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, um, guys. Thank you so much for all your wisdom, thank Jane. You. Do you want to tell people how to find you? At Jane Larkworthy is my Instagram handle. And if you like bagels, I'm also at Chicksa Bagels. That's <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to go check. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts, Please. Kim France. And Dahlia Begazis. <laughs> wasn't sure who she was for a second. We're a couple of geniuses. If you like the show, be sure to rate it and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have suggestions for show ideas or anything else, you can email us at tallyandkim at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram that is EIF Podcast, and you can find me on my blog, girlsofacertainage.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 